You're listening to the Fast Break Podcast with Carly Thibault Dudanis and JJ Du. An all-access pass to the Fairfield University women's basketball program only on the Stag Sports Network. Hello, everybody. You're listening to a brand new episode of the Fast Break with Coach Carly podcast here. I hope you guys enjoyed your week last week, and thanks, as always, for uh, your continued support, downloading and listening to us, sending us your feedback. We've got uh, the recap of the last two games for Fairfield women's basketball on the docket for today. We're also going to take a look at the preview for our kids game, which comes up on Thursday, January the 12th, which I cannot wait for because those games always bring out the big energy and we know there's going to be a big crowd in toll for that one and then we're also going to have a chat with uh, one of our players as well Andrea Hernan Gomez is going to join us a little bit later on the show I'm JJ Duke coach Carly sitting alongside me Uh, coach it's been a long last few days for this group but first off how are you doing Good. You know, it, it, obviously we split this past week, but I, I think, um, you know, our group is, is continuing to learn and grow together. And uh, every day we get to be in the gym together is a good day. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that we're now at the midway point of the season. Uh, game will 15, actually, the midway point will be that Niagara game. But when you guys started all the way back in August with this group, even before that with the summer workouts to now. How much growth have you seen with this group? I figured it's a nice little time to do a little mid-season recap anyway, so let's start there. Yeah, you know, I think um, individually we've seen tremendous growth, um, both from you know, players, like we've talked about before, players emerging into leadership roles, um, as well as players like Mimi and Nelly and Beach, who haven't played significant minutes at this level, um, becoming huge factors yeah. in big games. Um, and so, you know, it's been really fun to watch not only their their skill growth, but their maturity level, um, their ability to, to handle pressure, um, to, to, you know, handle big roles. Um, and, I, and it's really fun to watch them individually, but then you put it together as a group. Um, and, and while we have a lot to figure out and a lot of growing still to do, um, you know, I just think that they've they've done a great job of whatever we throw at them, whatever our focus is, um, really trying to, to take that and run with it. Um, we, again, turnovers being one of them, like that's one thing we focused on a lot and we've seen, while it's not perfect and, um, and we've got a long ways to go, you know, we, they know, and they take whatever that concept is and try and really apply it, whether it's a nice day in practice, the next game. Um, and so it's been fun to kind of see incremental improvement as we talk about. And one of the nice things as well, especially how the course of this season has gone, this group has been throwing a a lot of different challenges and game scenarios. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you talked about how coming in, this was a bit of an inexperienced group. You obviously had some of your veteran players coming back, but you can only learn from those experiences by you know experiencing them in mm-hmm. game action. Yep. You could talk about everything in practice. You try to simulate it, but you've had to come back from large mm-hmm. gaps before. You've had teams that are trying to hunt you down. You've been in those, and now more recently, a couple of those really mm-hmm. tight games where it can be one or two possessions yeah. that could win or lose you the game. Yep. And I, I love what you said about how the fact that they've really matured. And I think also mm-hmm. the confidence level, especially from the likes of Janelle over the last couple yeah. of weeks, of Mimi, especially on Saturday where she came yeah. up clutch a couple of times, yeah. and Beach as well. <laughs> She's been a monster on the yeah. boards, those three specifically. They feel like they're now, this is their team. Yeah, you know, I think it's been really cool because I think we talked about it after the Mount game, but, you know, Mount made a run and went ahead in the fourth, and mm. our team, you know, maybe early in the year would have kind of gotten a little bit rattled, and they stayed poised. And, you know, Manhattan made a bunch of runs, yeah. and they stayed poised um, and, and were able to come back and get it done. 
And so, um, I think, you know, I, I give Nellie a ton of credit. We, she talks about it a lot of time you know, when we were on the podcast last that poise is her word. And we mm-hmm. saw that against Manhattan. Um, and so it, it's been cool to, to, to your point of those guys. And then, you know, huge credit to Mimi, Nellie and beach. Cause they, they are really good at locking in on what they can control. And they all know they're good, really good defenders. Um, they can be really disruptive. And so they can, they work on that and they control that. And then the offense will, will come on the, on the flip side. I'm curious. You talk about players' words. Can we maybe dive into some of the other players' words that kind of gets them going a little bit, or they need to focus on this year? Yeah. So we did some. We actually did an activity at our house on New Year's Eve, kind of mm-hmm. going into the new year. And so Coach Erica, she ran it. Um, it's kind of the the John Gordon one word um, activity. And so you pick a word rather than you know having a, a list of goals and things like that for the new year that a lot of times people don't stick with and um, you know and, and so resolutions and things like that. So we you know we all just talked about one word that can kind of center you throughout the course of the year um, and when stuff's hitting the fan or good things are happening you can be you can kind of come back to your center um, and keep you grounded and so um, you know like Nelly you know mentioned that hers is poise I'll let Dre kind of talk about hers sure. if you ask her yeah. um, but for me I talked about being present um, and, and that's something I always preach to our team. And, and while I do think that I, I um, have have grown a lot in that, there's always more room for growth. And I think that's something that's important with this team is to be in every single day. Um, and so each of our, our, you know, our coaches and our players went through and talked about their word and why it was. Um, and then we talk about it a lot day to day from here on out is like when, again, when something doesn't go your way or a team makes a run or you're you know, going into academic, you know, back into, yeah. into classes and you've got a lot more now on your plate of being able to come back to your word and, and what you want to kind of gain from the year. No, I love that. And I love the fact that um, it definitely sounds like the players really grasp onto that because you, you talk about that the day that it happens, right? You're in a holiday season. Everyone, the minds is kind of like, you know, what's going on back mm-hmm. with the family? You know, what, what are we expecting coming up over the next couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. So I, I love the timing of that. And I love also just the fact that you guys did an exercise like that and, um, yeah, definitely a lot of that probably was shown in the last couple of games and the resiliency and trying to fight back from situations before we get to the good. Unfortunately, we do have to talk about one of the two games that happened, but I think that's, again, the beauty of sport, the beauty of trying to understand where you can improve from. And Siena on that day, and this is the first of the two games that we'll talk about, it was their Kids' Day game as well, and credit to the Siena Athletic Department. It definitely sounded, at least on the broadcast, like a very good atmosphere Mm -hmm. to play in front of, Um, and you love also just playing in front of packed gyms as well. (laughs) That's why you do this. They, as in Siena, certainly bought in to the energy and they really showed out especially in the latter stages of the first half mm-hmm. yeah i mean they're they're a team that uh is we're tied for first of them for a reason yeah. i mean they're they uh were really disciplined defensively and kind of made us uncomfortable um and, and obviously we turned the ball over in inopportune times um and then to be honest we, we didn't make open shots we, we moved the ball well um but but huge credit to Sienna. i thought they did a good job of, of again taking away kind of some of our primary looks um and obviously the ball didn't the ball didn't you know go in the hoop that night and in the efficiency that we would have liked, um, and and as you mentioned obviously playing in a in a really good crowd and things like that but. Um, we always talk about like, you know, can you learn from what can we learn from it? We're going to play another 11 a.m. game with yeah. a big crowd um, against a good team, um, another good defensive team. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about carryover and how that now will carry over into hopefully making us better in, in this opportunity coming up. What were the conversations like at halftime? Because I did notice and acknowledge the fact that you guys did have a lot of looks. Some of those shots just weren't falling. And that's, again, this game for you can create yourself the opportunities. And some days they go and some they don't. Was the group frustrated to a sense that a lot of execution was there pre up till the shot and just wasn't falling? Yeah, you could tell they're a little bit maybe, you know, 
uptight, a little mm. bit frazzled by it. Because, um, again, we got really good looks at the rim. Yeah. We got a ton of layups that didn't go in and, and a ton of open th- open shots. So we kind of we talked about taking a deep breath. And we actually, I actually physically had them take deep breaths in the locker room at halftime, uh, remind them that they're really good players. That at the time, uh, you know, that game kind of hurt us a little bit. But at the time, we were we were number one in the in the league in scoring. Um, they're good basketball players. Um, and and we saw a little bit of kind of spark in the third quarter. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we we didn't execute to the level that we need to do, and we we had in, you know turnovers at tough times that led to baskets for them. Um, and and you live and you learn. <laughs> for your maturation as a coach, how quickly do you have to read that room? knowing that it wasn't the best of first halves. You have an opportunity to make adjustments. Obviously, you and the rest of your staff are going through that as well. But how quickly do you have to understand that, okay, there's a time where we have to be direct and mm-hmm. to the point, and there's a time where you have to be a little bit, okay, we, you know, reset, mm-hmm. maybe just flush mm-hmm. that out and then go again. Yeah, you know, I, I have a really great staff. I've talked about that yep. before. But they, um, they kind of let me vent early on when it was just the coaches of like, ah, you know, certain things. But then at the end of the day, it's like they're not trying to miss layups. Yep. You know, they're not trying to miss shots. And so they did a great job of kind of grounding me, giving me an opportunity to kind of get that off my chest before we went. And then, what, you know, what's going to help our team best be successful? And I know I've talked about it a little bit before, but in some other games, it's like, okay, we're not playing as hard as we can, can we can, or with as much you know intensity or toughness as we can. And then that's a controllable. And that's when I can kind of bring my edge to them. And they typically do a great job in mirroring that. And then a game like that, where we're like, we're doing everything we need to do, just not finishing, you know, a layup or whatever it is like, okay, they need some poise. Yeah. from me um and, and i give our team credit they they do a great job of mirroring our staff of whatever we whatever tone we take they typically respond um and and we did for you know periods of the game just just not for long enough time you spoke about um the 11 a.m factor mm-hmm. you know this is something that nearly the entire roster hasn't had an opportunity to experience um the the closest would be outside of andrea Callie, and mckenzie who were all part of the last kids day game was the early or the midday starts in the MAC tournament last year. So, and that's even then at a neutral court. You already know that you're there for a reason. You see the games that are slotted at the certain time. From this experience of going on the road, playing an 11 a.m. game versus this Thursday now, were there any things that you might be tweaking to the pre, you know, pre-game schedule the night before schedule, or did you feel like everybody was at the right place where they should be for a game that's not usually played at that time? Yeah, you know, we didn't make a big deal of it to be okay. honest. Um, you know, I think it's something that like we practice at 11 a.m. every day. So, or not every day, but, you know, around that, that time frame, um, a lot, especially during Christmas break. So we didn't make a huge deal of it. Um, you know, we did go in and, and shoot the night before at Siena and, um, we'll obviously we'll practice tomorrow, um, and, and do some things that we would typically do and shoot around. But, um, at the end of the day, I, our focus is to, to do what we do regardless of time and who's there and, and everything like that. And then just, fe- you know, I think it's, it's a cool opportunity to be an example for a lot of uh, young, you know, young kids at the game. I'm, um so sorry. excited for that yeah. opportunity and i'm curious the the away game i know it's obviously it's sienna marketed mm-hmm. event but was there an opportunity that you guys had a chance maybe to speak to some of the young kids who were in the stands and maybe leave an impression as you know they're not just players they're yeah. people as well yeah we didn't necessarily get a chance to talk okay. with them but we talked to you know as a team before of like it doesn't matter if they're you know there as sienna yeah. fans of like you have a, an opportunity to be impressionable to young 
to young children. And so um, I think our team does a great job of that overall, but but I think we'll have an even a greater opportunity coming up this no, Thursday. Most definitely. We'll speak about that in just a little bit. But now we turn our attention to this most recent game, which was on Saturday. It was a rematch of the MAC final from a season ago. And it, well, it was the highest of scoring games <laughs> in the world. It certainly lived up to a billing of a game that you could see in March. It was tense. It was tight. It was played down to a couple of possessions. Both teams' star players had their moments. We should also mention that it was a little bit of a surprise knowing that Manhattan, well, we did know that one of their players, um, Patrick Urich, was injured in the Marist game, but then all of a sudden, an hour before, which kind of threw our broadcast mm -hmm. into a little bit of a loop, that we find out that another key player in Bella Nascimento was ill and unable to play. So um, credit to Manhattan for sticking around and making that game as tough as it was. And one thing that I love seeing early, and I spoke about this with, or talked with Blake about this before the game, about how there was some needed to be changes on the post. A lot of times, Sienna were successful at double, even tripling Callie every time that she got, you know, they gave her access to the paint. But here you go, good luck in trying beating three trees mm -hmm. inside. But it seemed like your bigs were a lot more active and influential in the game yeah you know we um we we talked going into this game especially you know knowing they have some length and some size you, you kind of mentioned the trees um of pulling Callie and Dre a little bit away from the rim and letting them kind of face up and attack and, and decision make from there um so between that and then I thought Nelly was was incredibly poised of being able to get downhill off of you know mid picks and ball screens and things like that and create for one you know Callie getting a, a jumper there late to, to tie the game up and um, to, for some of our shooters, I thought Mimi hit a couple big threes. Um, and so, we, you know, we're just, as as you said, we, we've only had this group since the summer and we're kind of learning where they're at their best. And one of the things kind of coming away from the Siena game and um, and going in the Manhattan game is I need to get Callie a couple of jumpers every single game because that's, that's her sweet spot and kind of gives her some confidence. So, um, so I thought, you know, our, our group did a great job of, of kind of translating that into the game plan. Well, we didn't think that the sweet spot would be from 27 or 28 feet <laughs> right at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, that one was – I can't take credit for that. <laughs> but you know what? It, it's funny because we've been, you know – try and follow everyone's social media handle, see what they're doing. And Callie always puts up a half-court shot every morning or every other morning or so. She'll cut it before it goes in. It just leaves, did I make her, did I not make it? Well, guess what? The day she made it. And also it happened to be her 1,000-plus career point as well. First off, individual accolades, we don't really speak about those a whole lot mm -hmm. because it's a team-centric game, but it's not easy. Any mm -hmm. level of college basketball getting to 1,000 career yep. points, how – I mean, well, we saw how elated mm -hmm. the bench was, but like you've been working with her a lot and the, you know, the staff has been working her to get the best out of her and she's playing the best basketball of her college career. Yep. How happy were you guys to see her get that? Oh, it's just cool to be a part of her journey. You know, we don't, we, we weren't here for probably 750 of her, of her points, but I'm just glad we got to be a part of her journey and help her, you know, continue to grow as a, as a person, as a player. Um, and it was cool to see, you know, it's, you, you can always tell the type of teammate she is when, mm. when you see how happy her teammates are for her. Um, and an accomplished accomplishment like that and, and credit to her teammates they brought balloons and things like that after the game um, and she's worked her butt off for that no most definitely and, and the play was a big one because that was a momentum changer <laughs> yeah it you, was you we, spoke about all the, the points we could get in the first quarter <laughs> right um, because it was at the, that point if yeah. you not watch that game but you're listening to our version of don't the watch recap, the first quarter up until <laughs> 30 seconds left yeah. in the first quarter then you could tune <laughs> yeah. in yeah um but yeah there was 19 to 6 at that point Manhattan went on a run kind of what Sienna did second quarter fourth quarter of the game previously Manhattan did in the first 
and the third to some extent, but your team punched back. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just absorbing, and they went out and they went into attack mode. And um, We'll hear from Mimi at some point during the season, but big credit to her. She yeah. found that spot on the wing, yeah. and she <laughs> hit the shot all yeah. afternoon long. And that had to be such a big lift that you didn't have to rely on just getting the ball in the blocks. You had three-point shooters on the yep. day. Yeah, I mean, Mimi, Mimi works every single day. Um, and, I give, you know, we've talked about her, obviously, her role coming off the bench a little bit here, and, and she hasn't batted an eye. You know, she works every single day, and um, I, we all know she can make those shots. Um, obviously, she struggled early in the season, and, and since conference play hits, every time she shoots it, I think it's going in. Yep. Uh, she's been taking really good shots. That's part of it, too. Um, and then her teammates do a great job of finding her. But I thought her pace offensively was good. Um, and then, and then again, like I said, her and Nellie and, and Beach kind of get their thing going defensively, and we switched up defenses a little bit in the second quarter. Um, and, and both, you know, whether it was Beach and uh, Mimi or Nellie and Beach or whoever it was, they uh, – they they did you know a lot to deny their best players and kind of got them going offensively to get us some pace. And then when the outside shot was open, then the inside game reopened. Yep. That's where Callie went into attack mode and full of and ones in yep. there, and she seemed to just grow in confidence every yep. time she had the ball <laughs> in a position to attack. Yeah, and and you know we faced her up a little bit more, and and I know Coach Eric and Coach Blake have worked a ton with her on just like staying on balance and. Um, you know, being able to power up through contact and getting those and ones versus fading away, missing layups, things like that. So she's she's just shown a, a ton of growth even in the last couple of weeks in that area. Then we go to the end of the game. <laughs> but before the end of the game, it should be mentioned that, and I actually uh, did speak to one of the officials during a timeout and said, thanks for allowing us to let Dee Dee and Janelle go at it because those are two players that just wanted that game. They wanted to be out in attack mode. And it was two special talents. There was mm-hmm. a lot of special talents on the floor, but that matchup was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And the chess game that you guys <laughs> had between yourself, your staff, Heather Vula and her staff, who is coming on when who is coming off. Because yeah. I know in the third quarter, you were able to sneak Janelle on while mm-hmm. Dee was still getting some treatment. Mm-hmm. And that's where Janelle started to grow her game. And in the fourth quarter, it was just an exhibition of mano y mano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, Nellie mentioned poise being her word, and I thought she showed some incredible poise mm. down the stretch. Um, you know, she could have dropped her head when we kind of turned the ball over there, and she was like, nope, I'm good. And, um, you know, th- that matchup was was pretty special. They're both, you know, elite defenders that can, that can be really bothersome. Um, and both are really quick off the bounce. Yeah. Um, and so th- while they're not, you know, they're very different players in a lot of ways, uh, it, I, bet, I bet that was fun from an outsider's perspective, a little bit stressful on, on the inside. But, um, you know, again, I think that, that Nellie picked her moments. That's something that we talked about of her picking her moments better of when she can kind of get her hands on a quick steal versus reaching and fouling. Um, yeah. And she picked her moment. <laughs> that she did. And, uh, for those that are, again, unaware, we're referencing the game-ending play where off of a turnover from a Fairfield inbound, Dee Dee Davis looked like she was going over to Heather Vool and her coach to either see if there was going to be a timeout called or just get a play. And then all of a sudden, here comes Janelle with mm-hmm. the extendo arms. Boop, knocks it out. <laughs> I thought she was going to step out of bounds for a second yeah. because how close was she? You uh, she she had she had like probably six to eight inches. Yeah, she had a little bit of room, but yeah. it was close. It's a little yeah <laughs> moment right there, but yeah, awesome, great stuff by Janelle. Laid it in and then get a stop at the end. Yeah, and get the result and end of the week. It's a it's a one and one week. Mm. I mean, you obviously always want every weekend to be two <laughs> 0 but you're never gonna complain about hard wins at home and the occasional good win on the road. Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, we're we're still four and one. Um, we, like we talk about all the time, we want to win every game. We go into every game to win. Um, but at the end of the day, our league has shown a, t- a ton of parity. Um, yeah. and, and Sienna, again, is showing that they're one of the best teams in the league. 
Um, so to go on the road and obviously lose to Siena is not something that we that's ideal, but um, but they earned that one, and um, and I think it'll prepare us kind of for what's ahead this week. Yeah, so let's take a look at these games coming up ahead. It's going to be Niagara at home, uh, the Kids' Day game, where it's set to be over 2,000 local elementary students will be in the house. Um, the the old facility, I mean, you would have your ears ringing for about five or six hours after the game because that place kept the noise in so well. I I mean, the Advil's already packed for this game. I can tell you that much, but it's going to be such a great atmosphere. I know the kids are always up for it. And they're educated, by the way. Yeah. They know when to scream for their team. And, yep. well, you know, we don't always ask for booing of opponents <laughs> they do drop a few in there as well but they get up for it and i think your players will probably be just yeah. especially up for it against my goodness a team that's really coming into form over the last few yeah. weeks against niagara i mean <laughs> they had kind of the stranger weekends they first off had two games of the same score line 67 er, 64 against niagara or excuse me against quinnipiac big win mm -hmm. and then st peter's which, by the way shout out to st peter's mm -hmm. going on the road to western new york i mean this is a team that's still looking for their first victory a lead with under 30 seconds ago against a very good canisius mm -hmm. team and force a couple of tough looks that went in lost in overtime and then played niagara right down to the wire so fair play to the peacocks what they're doing but niagara goes 2-0 and in the week they're going to be coming in confidence and it's the parker sisters of angel who is the recent player of the week in the league, and Aaliyah, who's basically doing everything in every statistic, including what leading or one of the leaders in the nation's in steals per game, and Niagara is far and away the nation leaders in steals per game over mm -hmm. 15. You know what you're seeing coming up, but sometimes you just can't do a thing about it, mm -hmm. knowing that they're going to find a way to take the ball away. So how confident do our ball handlers have to be knowing that they've got to be quick with their decisions? Yeah, quick and poised. You know, I think, uh, you know, you look back to a couple of their games and some teams, you know, did a better job than others as far as uh, taking their time, getting what they wanted, not, you know, allowing their pressure and their, their defense to, to speed them up. Um, I think the good news for us is that we've got, several really good ball handlers. There's some teams that, you know, may have one dominant point guard and not a lot of others. And, and thankfully we can have up to three ball handlers on yep. the floor together. Um, and, and, and Callie and, and, you know, someone who was their kind of their inbounder last year would, would occasionally bring it up against them as well. So this is not the first time Callie would be, would be in that position as well. Um, so I, you know, we do have to grow and be ready for that um, and, and obviously prepare for that. But I, I like our, I like our, our personnel matchup as far as our, our point guards being ready to handle that. And then two days later, it's away to Maris. I mean, that is classic MAC women's <laughs> basketball in a nutshell. Fairfield Maris is always a date that's going to be scheduled or circled on their schedule. And Maris, another team. I mean, their record will say one thing at six and eight overall, two and three in the MAC. But they're another team that hangs their hat mm -hmm. on their defense, um, and they're starting to get some key scoring. I know Zaria yep. Shazers, uh, fifteen plus mm -hmm. and six plus a game. Kendall Crick is also playing some of her best yeah, basketball well. right now in her career, and Kara Fisher also doing her thing. So it's just going to be another classic. <laughs> you got to go up there and see if you can grind out a win. Yeah, I think you know one thing we've talked about a lot with our team. Um, you know, as we know, we've lost scores from last year's team. We're not the same team as last year, but I, I'm proud of this team and how we've hung ha our hat on the defensive end. Um, it, it, you know, we're, we're not perfect, but we, they buy into whatever the game plan is. Our assistant coaches do a great job of preparing our team for what we're going to see. Um, and then there's nights that as we've shown time and time again, when we can't score or we're turning the ball over, um, we're able to kind of play a, like they don't score, we don't score, or excuse me, we don't score, they don't score type of mentality. Um, and so obviously we're going to need that, uh, against both 
teams, um, and, and especially, you know, you, you talked about Maris and some of these other scorers of, of our team doing a great job of kind of locking into what the game plan is. Well, that game will be at 7 o'clock on Saturday the 14th. All right, so that was our look ahead at what's to come, but now happy to be joined now in the room with uh, one of the players that's been the standout over the last couple of games and one of our players that's actually played at a home Kids' Day game when you have to go all the way back to early 2020 at Old Alumni. Andrea Hernan Gomez is here. Dre, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes after practice to uh, chat with us. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me today. First off, before we get into that, though, we have to kind of dive back to last show briefly. Janelle Brown was our guest, and we talked a lot about the, the hype women. <laughs> You're hers and she's yours. Um, I thought that was amazing, first off. Um, what, is, what is it, that bond that you guys have that gets both of you going to um, fire each other up? That bond actually comes from last year. Last mm. year at the end, we needed each other. Like I know I had like, my teammates with me that they like hype me up, but like Nelly's different. Um, she has energies and she wakes up. Like It doesn't go off until she calls at night. <laughs> and like she's there. She's there for everyone, but like... I'm like, I would say like, even though our team has energy, I'm the one that can match her energy. So she, as you said, like she got me and I got her. And even after last game against Manhattan that I got the turnover, they almost came back. She stole the ball and she came, she was like hype getting all the teammates. And then she came to me and was like, Andrea, I got you. I did yeah. this for you. I got you. And I'm like, Nelly, I know you got me. Like I, it was no doubt at all. So you can see the energy there. She had it. She controlled it, had poise and stole the ball. Then you was out after that. How important is it just to have those type of players, the ones that are always going to be that spark plug, that energizer bunny, just the one that's going to be keeping everybody up? Because don't think that we don't see what goes on, you know, pregame and stuff like that. Kate and I were talking about Dre is, you know, she's on it today. She's letting everybody know. You usually also give us a little love as well, so appreciate that before the games. But, um, like, how important is that just to have people like yourself, like Janelle, do their thing? Um, I mean, I always like defend the idea of like having fun mm. and having energy, like and playing our game is like key factors for us. And having like such a high man, like I mean, woman in this case, uh, Snelly is, it's just it just makes everything better. Like you enjoy more basketball or more like the game, even though we're losing. Like she got you, like a like a clap in the back. Like, Come on, you got it. Let's go. I got you. Turn me up. That's all what he said all the time. That makes you be like, okay, like, why I'm going to give up if my teammate has me? Like, I'm just going to go for it. Mm -hmm. So, like, all the energy, you match your energy, and then you like, you start doing good things. You, like, see the positivity in things when things are not going your way. And it definitely carries to everybody else as well. I mean, in our position as in the commentary area, we can see whenever Dre and Janelle are firing everybody up. It's <laughs> contagious. It goes through 1 through 13 on the bench. All the coaches, the managers, the athletic trainer, everybody kind of plays their part. And Carly, I know you can kind of speak to this from the bench perspective while you're seeing the girls out there do their thing. Everyone just continues to just stay at that level. It's amazing. It's not just like it drops for a little bit. No, no, no. It's up there for 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it yeah. recently as a group as far as like, it only takes one person to really get, be like, uh-uh, we're not going to have a bad day. We're not going to have a bad drill. We're not going to have a bad quarter, whatever it is. Um, and as long as, you know, Dre has spoken about this with our team is like, as long as everybody else, you know, jumps on board and follows along, like it only takes one to kind of get the group going. And, and we're lucky enough to have two people that are yeah. capable of doing that. Um, and when they're both on together, it's I, everybody else watch out. 
Um, but you know, those two do a great job of being consistent with that. And I give Dre a ton of credit of being really, really consistent with that, with this group of, uh, Al Maximo, uh, you know, going, <laughs> uh, you know, going all the way and, and, and bringing it every single day, regardless of she's having a good day, having a bad day. Um, and she brings it for her teammates. Dre, for you this season, how has this year gone? I know obviously it's a change. You're one of the, the veteran players with this group. You have a new coaching staff in, but for you, for your basketball, how, how have you felt this year has gone so far? Uh, personally, like I start with a little bit back downs, uh, just like mentally and physically. But like I just say, like once the team got together, uh, we start playing against a real team. Like yeah. those things didn't matter no more. Like I was like, I'm there for my team, and this year, what it is is that like it's my fifth year. I want to enjoy it. I want to like I know like we always talk about it. It's not the same team as last year. We lost some people, but we get and like new things, new factors from some other people sure. that they never show because they never have the chance to play. Now they like had the chance, they're like enjoying it and they're using it. They're working hard. And like when you have a team like that, that they want to play hard and work hard, like it's just so easy to enjoy it. And like, that's what I'm trying to focus this year. Like, I don't care about my numbers. I never deal with like how many points. Sure. I just care if they win teams. Um, and yeah, like that's a, like, that's the main thing that I'm doing right now. Like I want my team to win and I'm going to help us. <laughs> The maximum I can do, a maximum. Yeah. Do you like being one of the kind of the almost the coaches on the floor almost and getting <laughs> to work with some of the younger players? Because I know there are some players out there that really relish that opportunity of being, you know, yes, you're the veteran, but also you get to be a little bit of the teacher and the friend to all your younger teammates. Yeah, I mean, it's always good when you like try to see, like to tell a, a teammates what he's doing wrong or like what can she do better. Sure. And in that case, like, I, like, I'm lucky because my team is listening to me. And, like, if I'm trying to help them, they know it's just help. It's not like I'm trying to, like, um, like encourage them to do something better. And they know it. And, like, for me, like, they, like, try to even do hard. I'm like, okay, I got you, Dre. Like, see, it. I'm going to try it next time. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, I've been playing so long. Hmm. Like, right now I want you to do good. So I'm trying to help with my best to yeah. make you a better uh, player. Carly, for you, how much does that help having the opportunity to kind of not only lean on some of the experienced players, mm -hmm. to have them be the extension of you and your coaching staff, but also have that rapport of being like, oh, I've noticed that so-and-so is doing this. You know, what is your take on that? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we're, we're really fortunate to take over, obviously, to – um, people who have played a ton of a ton of minutes here at Fairfield and in this league, um, and and those two are very mature in, in Callie and Dre, um, and I think that they've put in the time with their teammates that their teammates do trust them and do listen to them, um, and and that's that's huge for us coming in. And we've done, to be honest, a lot of what we've designed for our offense and, and our team is through them because they do have the experience and they do know how to win, um, and so we've leaned on that a lot, um, and and that's a huge credit to them of just of the time they've put in with their teammates way you know way before I ever got mm. here no absolutely and one of those things that the players are going to have to rely on having a home early game with kids <laughs> in the stands I Yay. know that is one of the days that gets circled on the calendar every year is when is that early game going to be because I'd have to imagine as athletes it's nothing better than playing in front of a packed house let alone one that's going to be very loud very <laughs> energetic and those kids that are coming in want to want to see a show they're not there just to get out of school they want to see a show they won. Like, I remember the last um, two that I had the kids game. It was crazy because you can see, like you said, it was loud. But we like loud. Mm. Like, <laughs> even the home arena opener, the first game, yes. it was loud. And we like loud. <laughs> like, I can even say as much, um, many possible, like, um, like how you say, like, the energy that the kids go. Like, they don't actually, like, care if you lose a ball. <laughs> like, if they don't know. They're yeah. just going to clap if they see the ball going in. <laughs> and, like, if you're doing good and they see, like, something nice, a three – 
Like, and that makes you be like, if a kid doesn't care that I just lost the ball, yeah. why should I care? Like, <laughs> let's go. The next play, next play. True. So I feel like even like I just said, I mentioned before, Nelly's a hype uh, man and I'm a hype <laughs> man. Like, I'm, we're going to enjoy that game. And we're then you got 2,500 hype men and uh, yeah. boys and girls <laughs> that are going to be in the <laughs> yeah. stands as well. Yeah. For you, I, I know you, and I've seen you after games as well, you often interact with the young fans as well and, you know, talking to them and stuff like that. So what is it about seeing young girls and boys coming out to our games here at Fairfield and getting to connect with them? Uh, personally, like, I love it because to see someone that little, to say like that, yeah. um, being like, hey, like, I really like how you play. Like, he's really good. You're like, she, like, she or he's like seeing this. That kind of makes me like proud. It like, makes yeah. me like feel like a mom. And like, that's something mm-hmm. that we're coaching courts all the time. It's like, they're like, can be there for not just one game. They can be like there for like all the time. Like they can be your fans and they can be like part of like that, like community that we're creating here at Fairfield. And like, you have to take care of that. Like, I like personally to, like, after the games, as you mentioned, go there and be like, hey, how you enjoy the mm-hmm. game? I like that shirt. Like, mm-hmm. I like what you did. Like, oh, my God. Like, who signed this? It was, like, mm-hmm. just to, like, make them talk to you and, like, be like, hey, like, we're friends. We're just mm-hmm. not a fan and a player. We're fans. And it kind of so. is cool for you as well because you get to be role models, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, these young boys and girls, they look up to you. Not Well, you and the rest of your teammates yeah. as well. It's like they could almost see themselves. And that's – I think that's the beauty of sport is that – they could see themselves being you in 10 years' time or 8 years' time or 12 years' time, however, however old they are, and you get to kind of, like, be there for them. And uh, that's why, like, for me, there's so many aspects of that game. The Kids' Day game especially is fun, but just, like, every game, how fun the community is. And even, Carly, you could mm-hmm. speak to this as well, since this is your first year here with Fairfield and having the chance to kind of embrace this community. And mm-hmm. they love <laughs> the, this team and what this team can do for this town. Yeah, it's an easy team to love. I mean, we've done some things over the summer where they they, they just were awesome with the kids that were able to come and do clinics and things like that. But, um, you know, I think it's, it's really neat because I, I bet you you could ask any one of our players, and there's probably a, one, if not multiple, you know, women that they watched play when they were little that helped them realize that they could get to this point at some point. Um, I always, you know, kind of, I, I truly believe that if you can see her, you can be her. And so we've got, uh, you could probably, you know, any one of them would say that I, I watched when I was 10 years old, I watched so-and-so play and I loved them and I got to, you know, see them play however many times. And we've got an opportunity to do that. Um, and I think it's, it's even that much uh, cooler that our, our, our group really embraces that, um, invests in that, takes the time to talk to. I mean, you've probably signed the same autograph like 12 times already for the same kid. <laughs> I think yeah, Mike right. Jarvis said, you know, his kid had the, has T-shirts and, you know, posters and everything that they can find to sign. Um, but I think that, that it's it's bigger than us. Yeah. You know, yes, winning basketball games is important and their individual experience is incredibly important, but it's bigger than just that. And it makes us, you know, invest that much more that it's about – you know, our community and making our community better and, and leaving a lasting impact. Most definitely. I love that the way that you put that as well. And also we'll have to get Mike. Um, this is someone that's in our athletic giving department, more gear to get more stuff. <laughs> yeah. He goes, I bought a $30 t-shirt and all of a sudden there was eight signatures on it, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's, that's, that. I love it. The, yeah. the, the kids love it. Now, Dre, before I let you go, I do have to ask you one thing. Recently I did watch hustle. Um, <laughs> how awesome is that to see well not only you were in it a little bit as well you had an opportunity to be in a scene but to see your brothers be in that movie and just get to i mean i don't know was it a dream for your brother to be a leading you know movie star um well i mean i feel like being in movies everyone's dream yeah <laughs> like true. at least when you're little you're like oh am i in like tom cruise like i want to be him like or something like that true yeah uh but like it's funny story because he didn't even want to do it 
Like yeah. we were in quarantine, the three of us together, and like he was like, "Yeah, but like that does a lot of work." Well, <laughs> and I was like, "Juanto, why are we doing this quarantine? We're not even going out of the house. Like <laughs> we can just like record it." So we did the casting, the three of us. Yeah, you don't want to see those videos. It's okay, they're like, <laughs> they're hiding things, God, because they're not good at all. I don't even know how he's like he was actually part of the movie after those, but <laughs> something caught their eye and like they try to talk to more to him and like the process started and now you know how it ends. Hey, I enjoyed the movie. It was a whole lot of it fun. It was really and, good. And I thought your brother did amazing as well. <laughs> Surprising, <a>, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. In the way of like, I mean, we didn't expect you. Imagine like you have siblings. Uh, yes. Imagine one of your like siblings makes a movie. Well, what do you expect? You're like, what? Wow, it's what? funny that you say that, by the way, because my sister Loki is a screenwriter. Oh. <laughs> so, so it's like, yeah. uh, yeah, actually, that's so my thing, one day to surprise you. Yeah. And do you see that movie in Netflix with like your your sister's face? Like yeah. you'll be like, oh, that's not gonna be good. That's how you say. But then it gets surprised. <laughs> and you're like, see, like, wow, okay. <laughs> he actually talk English pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> the real baller of the family, though, is Dre's mom. Yes, <laughs> she's the goat of the family. That, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, oh not my no discredit yeah. to the brothers, but you know, she's the one that, t- that taught us the so. OG. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> love we that. We learned. <laughs> Trey, thanks so much for coming by and chatting with us, and uh, best of luck the rest of the season. Thank you so much. Of course. So that's going to do it for this episode of Fast Break with Coach Carly Podcast. Make sure to, of course, stay with us on all of our social media platforms. You can, of course, follow us on Twitter at StagsWBBall, FairfieldWBB on Instagram, and, of course, you can follow the Stag Sports Network at Stag Sports Net. As also, we're going to be rolling out um, some new content. The Stag Sports Wrap will be coming back in a few weeks as well. So we'll get all that to you here on this platform. And, again, Fairfield Women back at home against Niagara on Thursday the 12th 11 a.m so get your coffee and wake up with us if you can't make it to the gym well we'll have the call for you there on the espn digital platform so we'll talk to you all next time till then go stags the fast break podcast is a presentation of fairfield university athletics for future podcasts videos news stats and coverage of fairfield stags women's basketball log on to fairfieldstags.com